0: to the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listeners, let celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle. Chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Dial 1 for movie stars. Dial 2 for streaming stars. Dial 3 for TV stars. Dial 4 for music stars. Or press 0 to speak with the star of the show herself, Anita.
1: Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Entertainment Hotline. I'm your host and Head of Entertainment at Media Week and Chatter, Anita Annabelle. Captain Jason Chambers and Chief Stew Asia Scott reunite for an unforgettable full-throttle charter season in Below Deck Down Under Season 2. In this episode, I chatted with Captain Jason as well as Aisha to talk all things Below Deck Down Under. From a franchise cast member joining the crew midway to the controversial disco helmet and the wildest guests we will ever see. Both Jason and Aisha lift the hatch on the brand new season. Hey You will be serving up a hot Aussie summer with a brand new season of Below Deck Down Under. Available to stream from 18th of July, same day as the USA. Here's Captain Jason and Aisha Scott.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Captain Jason from Below Deck Down Under. Season two coming out now from Hey You. Hello. Got it, got it. Just let me get this. Let me see your face.
1: (laughs) I'm back. Hello. And you're going to see my face tonight as well. God, that sounded really bad. I'm (laughs) going to see you at the (laughs) premiere.
2: Oh, nice. I'm
1: very, very thrilled to be chatting to you, though, because I'm a huge, 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 huge huge fan, a massive Below Deck super fan.
2: Good. Pick your brain. I have to pick your brain before I get on Watch What Happens Live or something. Oh, yeah.
1: exactly. You should. Absolutely. Give us the elevator pitch for Season 2 for Below Deck Down Under.
2: Well, tonight you're going to see this. what exactly. The first episode, it just starts off with a bang. You've seen the teasers. It's like that all the way through. Um Look, season one was a little. It was a lot about growth and getting to know each other, and, and obviously first cab off the rank. Season two is straight into it from from episode one onwards. It was a hell of a lot of drama with the guest and the crew, and yeah, it was a lot of managing to do. It was enjoyable as well. A um, lot of emotions. There's a lot of go- lot going on with the guests as well. It was insane. There was just as so much going on with the guests as it was with the crew. And, yeah, I saw some things that I haven't seen on most before. Really? Yeah, totally. We are, well, yeah, I'm saying no more. <laughs> Enjoy every bit of it, and I'm sure the audience will too.
1: So the guests, I mean, you guys talk about the guests, well, the crew more than you do, but talk about them behind their backs. Like wouldn't you think that they would kind of have an issue with that? Do they have an issue with that? Have you seen that There's they've had an issue with that?
2: No, not really. Um, are you talking when they replay it back and they hear it all? Yeah. Too late for that. They're off the boat. <laughs> tips, have, tips have come in, you know.
1: <laughs> and that's the most important thing, obviously. Totally. Totally.
2: <laughs> uh, look, I think they all know. I think they all know. And you, if you have a look at the characters like, uh, well, the personalities like myself and Aisha, there's never never anything really derogative towards people. It's just more um, humorous, I suppose. and and Australian and Kiwi, I suppose.
1: <laughs> and you're always just telling it like it is, right?
2: Which is our, which is our culture. It's our, which, how we live, you know?
1: Absolutely. And also they're kind of setting themselves up by going on the boat and, not, and having 48 hours to not do anything and then they do.
2: Yeah. Oh, And they, they get up to all sorts. It's funny when they're the same as us. As soon as they get on there, I'm sure the cameras is disappear, disappearing from their face as well. We're, they're not around us. We don't feel it. We, uh, we're just concentrating on our job.
1: That's crazy that you have all of these cameras around, you have hidden cameras everywhere, and you don't feel them there.
2: You don't because we are doing, this is the best thing about this show, it is a real reality show. There's very few of them, you know, Deadliest Cash, The Gold Rush or whatever. There's not not many, but we are a real reality show. You can't take that away. Uh, First and foremost, we're driving a boat. We're doing a charter. There's safety involved. There's the elements around it, the weather, everything else that's going on, and we've got to please the charter guests. That's it. So you put all that into the forefront of your mind um, because that's what's got to be done, you haven't got time to worry about the cameras.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I do love something that you do more than all of the other captains. I love your whole motto of all hands on deck. But, like, where does that motto come from for you?
2: I have seen... Well, I'm a worker, My, you know, I'm a, I've done trade background, i am started at the bottom, I've got to where I am um, by by grafting, you know, and I've seen so many times on boats where um, different departments think that it's not their job and they lose the fact that we're trying to all get to the same end result and that's a successful charter tip and happy guest. Um, if I show the tone that I'm not going to walk past the bin that needs to be emptied or help wash up, if I have that tone that I just, dismiss that, then that gives the right to the, the deck crew to kind of feel that way. If I actually make that our motto and that's what we do, then they have to follow suit.
1: I love that because it all starts at the top, doesn't it, no oh. matter what job you're
2: in. Yeah, you can't you can't expect someone to do something that you wouldn't do yourself.
1: That's- yeah. I love that though. That's so good to see. It's so wonderful to see. Although I do have a question. Yes, yeah. The disco helmet. Yes. <laughs> Very controversial. It has been. It has been, hasn't it? Some people love it. Some people hate mm. it. What kind of, what's your vibe on the people who don't like it? Like, what do you want to say to them about that whole disco helmet? So, and can you explain it for those who don't understand what it is?
2: Yeah, I get a little bit of flack here and there, but I get more positive than less. So it's an Australian culture thing. You know, I could sit there and reprimand someone in front of everyone um, about what they do. But if you actually very Australian culture, it's like a little kick up the butt and get into it. If, um if, if you embrace something like that, and it's kind of, you know, I'm showing what you did wrong, but I'm not going to make it into a, a point to embarrass you um, verbally. I'll embarrass you with that helmet. No, you know, <laughs> that helmet has a lot of tradition for me. You know, I, we, I, as travel traveled the world. My, my crew have put that together over years for me and passed it on. And it's actually gone away and come back to me. Um, so, uh, it has a hell of a lot of tradition, and it's very useful. Um, definitely with um, a good DJ and a smoke machine. <laughs> I've seen the I've seen the disco ball helmet since season one come up um, in the Dubai F- F- Formula One. Someone had it there. I saw it in a, <laughs> a ski fields the other week where the DJ was playing in a ski field on Instagram. It is it is now a, a stable piece for for below deck and definitely for us.
1: Where did it start from? So you said that it has a long-held tradition, but, like, where yep. did that come
2: from? Um, oh, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, look, we were cruising around in Papua New Guinea for years and Indonesia, and we had helicopters and, you know, everything on the boat, and we used to go and explore and everything. And we used to, there was a, a lot to do up there, but there was moments where just the crew would just hang out. And we, um, my crew bought a helmet and started buying the tiles and putting it all together. And it did become a bit of a um why have a why have a mirror ball when you're gonna have a disco helmet, you know?
1: <laughs> I love that. That's actually really cool. I hate when you say I don't want to give too much away, like please give too much <laughs> away. <laughs> please tell us everything. But the other thing that I love about you as well is that you are not afraid to go out on a crew night.
2: Oh, look, I get FOMA. I've been doing this for 28 years. Um Oh, sorry, 25 years now. I've been a captain for for nearly um, 20 years. I taught, taught myself to be a captain. I was the engineer and got a big boat and um, the owners wanted me to drive it. So I've missed a lot of that crew time, you know. I didn't grow up in the ranks as a, as a deckhand or a of, of first officer. I went from engineer to captain. So there is a lot of me that, um, you know, still wants to be, um, look, it's Peter Pan, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, you know, I age well because I enjoy myself and, um, yeah, I'm not sitting in a yacht club with sweater wraps and loafers on, you know.
1: Sounded very pointed.
2: (laughs) Sorry Sorry for
1: (laughs) No, but it is fun. It's it's cool because you are the only captain that does that. Um, Although I wish I think Glenn from Sailing Yacht would love to go out on on the on the on the get on the tools. You don't stay for all the craziness that happens generally. Do you then the next day like hear about it all? Do you like how does that work the next day?
2: Yeah. Look, we we. I don't show up to too many nights out now because well, I did one in last season, and and I'll leave it at that because it's um because it does interrupt this you know the issues that will probably evolve you know with me being around. Um, I that's the best thing about the show again it is real. I don't know what happens in crew nights out until I see the episodes. Um I don't, I didn't know about last year, a lot of things that happened out until I saw them this year. I am the captain. If someone doesn't come up and tell me about something, I'm not going to know production won't tell me that's how real it is. So for me to actually rewatch it and I just cringe sometimes I go, well, you know, Ryan, will you really like that? Um, You know, will you really like that? So I can't wait for this season to come out and see what happens. But as a captain, you walk around and you feel the vibe and you kind of get, you know, a good captain will get, look, that's why you wash up. Everything starts in the galley. galley. You sit there and wash up in the galley, you'll hear so much what's going on very quickly. And then you can actually predict what's going to happen. You can be prepared for it. You're not just sitting up in the bridge and just getting shocked by uh, something. You kind of might have an energy or feel about it. That is very clever. That's why I'm I'm emptying bins and cleaning up and helping out. It's just... um, Because
1: you're listening.
2: Yeah, eavesdropping.
1: Now I know if I ever see you just wandering around in a restaurant just (laughs) picking up bins and... Yeah, You're actually just eavesdropping on everyone around you. I love that.
2: Double purpose, you know, clean up and and find out and snitch, yeah?
1: (laughs) So what do you think of all the love triangles that you end up finding out about? Does that kind of shock you, all of that mess? It's so messy. I mean, it's great entertainment, but it's messy, (laughs) messy, messy.
2: (laughs) Look, I really enjoyed Season 1. There was none and it was about a different story. Um, Season 2, however, is right into it. It's definitely... Below Deck, and um, I think you're going to enjoy it. Once again, I'm watching it with you guys for the first time, so yeah. um, all that I don't see. Um, that's why it's called Below Deck. I'm up there.
1: Oh, yeah, the captain just sits pretty in the in the yeah. bridge. You
2: should have an above deck, my name.
1: You should have. <laughs> it should be above and below deck.
2: Yeah.
1: Upstairs, downstairs. So – the other thing is, is that, and you're not afraid to do this, and I guess that this is because it's your job. But I just always get so surprised how many people are fired every season. When you fire someone, what does that feel like for you, or what is that process like?
2: I firstly, I not something I like to do. Obviously, um, yeah. obviously uh, I've been told I've got an art to make people feel like it's a good thing for them. <laughs> so, so I, I, I yeah. I'm, we are doing what most boats are doing in four months in six weeks. We're doing – a good charter boat might do eight charters maximum a year over a four-month period. We're doing nine charters in six weeks. Um, and there is a goal, and my goal is trying to get to the best team, the best outcomes with the best tips at the end of the season. That's kind of my goal, my, my own mantra. So as we go along the way, there is – you're getting a whole crew that never worked together before. You know, they're not, they're not, there's not a week between charters where they can patch things up or not be not hung over and move on with this stuff. They, they're going to be hung over, it's going to carry into the next charter and it's going to fester and it's going to go any And that's why the show is so good because it allows what would happen over a longer period of time in our industry to happen very quickly so the audience can see it happen. And it's true to form. And I feel that as a captain, if there's someone that's not going to be at the top of their what they could be or what I could have that's where it's, I'm going to make a change from a professional and qualifi- qualified perspective. And then from a personal perspective, there's someone that's really just, you know, badly behaved towards another crew member. Definitely I'm not going to tolerate that too. Um, yeah. I haven't got the time to to sift through it and try and, you know, and, and make it all come out in a, in a nice fluffy big flowers. I've got time for that. Let's Let's get into it. If you're going to not get on the train, you can get off it.
1: And without giving anything away in this season, I mean, we do know that there's a firing happening because it's in the trailer. But what is that process like getting a new crew member and then slotting them in? That must be quite difficult.
2: Well, firstly, before you make a change, you go, "Why why you're making a change. So that's the first thing. And who are you going to replace it with? You're not going to just uh, replace someone for the same result. So you, if I can bring someone else in that's going to um, put the other piece of the pie in that I need, um, I'm going to let them come in and, and do exactly what I want them to do. That's the I, I know why I want them to come in. So I'll have a chat with them and say, this is what I need, uh, this is what I was missing, and go for it, and this is what I want out of you, and to make that pie um, you know, complete. I
1: feel like you're one of those captains that if I was on board your yacht as a stew, I wouldn't be a deckhand. There's no way. <laughs> also, I don't really like water. Should I tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a real hypothetical here. But yeah. I think I'd be quite intimidated by you.
2: Oh, I don't think you would. No, I, you don't reckon? I'll, I'll say, well, people get to know me pretty quickly. They either, they either know that I'm there for the right reasons to try and get everything as a team together. Um, Yeah, sometimes I'm a little bit hard to get to know at the start, but um, it is what it is. Um, And I think once people get to know me, they realise that it's, um, yeah, my intentions are are very clear and good.
1: So would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert or an introvert-extrovert or what do you think?
2: I think a lot of people would say extrovert. um, But I must admit as things are going on, I'm getting more introverted. You know, since I've had a child, I, I... Look, I just—I'm more focused on going back and and being spending time with her, and 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 that's that's more for me than, but back in the day, um, definitely I would have had. I have had my time in the sun. <laughs>
1: we couldn't stop you back in the day. No. But with your daughter, I mean, you are spending so much time away from her. That must be really difficult.
2: Probably the hardest. Probably the hardest thing that's happening so far. She's at that age where. She's really enjoying my company. She's an only child. Even two days ago at the airport, she facetimed me and said, I, I miss you, you're like a brother. And she's eight years old. Um, I woke up the other morning and she said, I love you, Papa, you're my superhero. And um, that, it killed me. All day I was smiling, you know, and, and then I had to leave her to come here and then I'll go back for a month, but there's a time and I'm going to have to go and work again, and that could be like. But I've changed my mindset since COVID. I'm really just focused on temporary and relief work. Um, if um, I have to cut my living costs to, to work around that, I will do that because um, it's more important to be with her these uh, these years.
1: And that's that's COVID really helped a lot of people, didn't it, in so yeah. many weird ways. Yeah I think a lot of people break up
2: after that. I think they realize they they you know they narrow their beam down a little bit more towards what's um what's required in life.
1: Yeah, I mean you'll never see me in an office school time ever again let me tell you.
2: Yeah, exactly a lot, of people. <laughs> a lot of people in Bali.
1: Yeah, exactly. I do have a question for you. I'm very curious to hear this answer. You have a nickname?
2: Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: Your nickname is Captain Cutie. How do you feel about this nickname? Like what what goes through your mind every time you hear it?
2: I could have come up with a hell of a lot more. Um, oh, oh, give me
1: an example. Give me an example.
2: But Captain Crunch, I drove the boat into Cairns, Marina, didn't I? Captain Crunch, but- I have seen that video. <laughs> I didn't want to. I want to bring that. Yeah, on. Look, um, look, I'm, I'm, look, it could be a lot worse. I'm happy. It's fine. It's it's fun. It's enjoyable. I take it on. Um, I need to make a T-shirt though. I think I need to get a T-shirt.
1: Dude, you need merch. What are you yeah, doing? <laughs> you know, I think a cool sailor's cap with Captain Cutie on the on the top, maybe yeah. with Diamontes to match
2: the disco helmet. Diamontes. I'd love it. Yeah. Something's going to happen with the Captain yeah.
1: So it's a very, very well revered um, nickname you've got there.
2: I need to. I'm, I'm going to go work on an avatar after this.
1: Yeah, you should, please. If you could put the Diamantes on a sailor's cap, I will be very, very happy. All over it. So, in terms of this opportunity with Below Deck itself, how did you get this opportunity?
2: A friend of mine emailed me um, with his wife. They love the show. They, they He's a yacht captain. That they, a very prestigious yacht captain, actually, and he obviously got asked by someone, and he emailed me and said, "Um, this is the guy that should be on below deck," and that uh, that was the cast, I suppose. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> that was the cast. I actually replied in two words, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was fun. They reached back out to me, and um, they reached back out to me, and I really got to meet um, um, the team behind below deck and oh my god what what a what an organization what a bunch of great people very similar to us work hard got a passion creative um absolutely adorable all of them I think I've made um, a million new friends um, behind the scenes and they're all beautiful people
1: yeah I love that what an opportunity just to take and just run with
2: oh, but honestly I can really count um, some of those people as really strong supportive friends and to and that's what happens in the audience i've been doing it for 20 years as i said or 20 20 plus years and you have these moments in utopia where you have these great crew and they really understand that they get it they work hard they do what they have they, they play hard but get the job done and then you go through a whole change they move on they you know they want different qualifications or go and have children or whatever and you go through a whole period of not really having a great team And then you find a great team again. And over a period of 20 years, these big hills that I've actually had are are best friends of mine. Um, And my crew have become my best friends over uh, two decades. And, you know, I'm not at home. I'm on a boat. That is my own. And, um, you know, if you want to be a captain up the top all the time and and have all these ranks underneath you, that's fine. But I'd rather create a, a homely, friendly environment to work in.
1: Yeah, of course. If you're not, if that is your home and if that's that's what your base is, of course you want to be comfortable and have a wonderful support network around you. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a question relating to the guests because you did mention this very early on and we got very sidetracked probably by the Disco Helmet. But with the guests, what is their relationship like with you? Do they ever cross a line with you?
2: No, I've never had that. Season one, um, I had to lock my door, on, I think it was the last episode. I think there was, um, there was a couple of girls running around in the wheelhouse, and I just said, "I'm not." i I'm not a That's priority. right. Um, I, I think the speedos and everything that uh, theme-wise, it's the same, same um, mindset as cleaning up and stuff. If I, if I don't sometimes go out there and support that system of dressing up and having a theme and having a bit of fun i can't expect the crew to um do the same thing and it promotes them. if, if cap getting into them, let's get into them. i'm not gonna do it once it took her 24 hours to convince me to do it I'm, I'm sorry i'm only gonna do it once it took me 24 hours to convince me into it and i from a guest relationship i think that's where asia and i shine we when I, when you're probably the same. When you go to a resort and you're going on holidays, for some reason you're at the bar and you get to know the barman a bit. And you're one that little barmaid. Where are you from? or Waitress or whatever, and you have a conversation with them, um, and you feel, start to feel relaxed. We do that. Aisha definitely does that with me. That's why we get on so well. When the guests come on, they feel like they're. It's not a stiff environment. Mm. It's very Aussie, Kiwi, and <laughs> <They're> welcome <walking laughs> to Down Under. <laughs>
1: I'm hoping there's an additional Kiwi coming on board as the crew member that replaces somebody, Colin, mm. maybe. Okay. <laughs> I know you're not going to tell me.
2: No, I'm not. No, I'm no, not at all.
1: I'm just, and, I'm just sitting here just going all the different ones through my mind. I'm like, who could it be? Who could it be? It's very exciting. It's very exciting. What yeah. advice would you have for your teenage self knowing what you know now?
2: Enjoy it. Um, save your money. Um, and when that opportunity comes in two thousand and and eight, put it all on crypto and leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, everyone?
1: Put it all on crypto and leave no. it there. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure.
2: Thank you. Nice to meet you.
0: Hi, everyone. It's Aisha Scott here from Hey Use Below Dick Down Under. I'm Anita, by the way. Oh, so nice to meet you. How are you? I am
1: so, so excited to talk to you. (laughs) Oh,
0: thank you. That's so lovely. God, I've had so many lovely people talk to me today. It's so cool. Do you
1: know what it is? It's apart from the fact that I have seen every single, every single episode of Below Deck of every single season, of every single iteration. Yeah. But.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Obsessed with you when I'm a Celeb. You were
0: outstanding. Oh, thank you. Yep. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I loved doing that show so much and it was really cool because I think people are so, the only kind of way that I've had to showcase myself is on Below Deck and it's awesome but we're working so hard that sometimes it's it's like you kind of just see the work yacht version of Asia, and so I think it was quite cool to see me in a totally different setting where I'm not working and then you get you get to see not this other side of me but you know you see me in a different setting. Oh, I loved it.
1: It was a great opportunity. But I'm a celeb's like one of my favorite shows for that reason. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you see all out of like the usual environments. And it was really cool for me because I didn't know anyone going in. And then when we finished and I went to Melbourne, I like went did an interview with Woody. So after all this chat and getting to know him, I saw Woody in his place in the studio. And then I went to Pete's comedy show and I saw him in his environment. And then I went to an AFL game and I saw um Adam in his environment and all these people that I got to know, I finally put a picture to their lives. That is
1: so gorgeous. Woody, Woody, I've spoken to Um, actually on this podcast. He is such oh, awesome. a legend. Um, And like that whole cast, like I've been doing this for a very long time. That whole cast was the best by far, in my humble opinion,
0: by ever. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I feel like they did a really good job of... Um, I, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I feel like the mix of people in there, yeah. we all just clicked, man. We all got on so well. We were this beautiful family. It was like we were just, we were all just these lovesick puppies, you know, like something would, something would happen and we're like, that's okay. We're a family. We're a family. You're fine. We're all here to support you. We love you. Like, it was just this super positive environment.
1: I love that. And I just love, yeah, it, it was just, and you could tell. You could tell watching. It was just yeah. so, so good. But let's talk about Below Deck at <laughs> work. Okay. Yes, yes. Below Deck Season 2, dying, can't wait. The trailer looks mm-hmm. amazing. Okay, can you yeah. give us an elevator pitch for what Season 2 is going to be like?
0: So Season 2, what I've been saying is that Season 2 is – it's like season one on steroids. It's like everything that happened in season one happens so much better in season two. So season one, you know, you've kind of got a romance with Culver and Bertini, but not really. Whereas season two, like everyone's fucking. Sorry. Am I like? <laughs> you absolutely. No, oh, please. Yeah, okay, okay. Everyone's fucking. And so and then, you know, season one, the only kind of drama was me calling Jamie a little bitch and you know a few minor things Jamie oh my god I forgot about Jamie remember Jamie of course I remember Jamie just like drama the whole way through but you know drama that you haven't seen before Um, massive ups massive downs there's a crossover with someone very familiar to everyone that I know which will be very juicy Um, so there's just it's just like everything is bigger and better and more Entertaining, in my opinion. Dude, I actually think that it's one of the best episodes of one of the best seasons of Below Deck ever. It's so so good and it's funny man it's so funny too Do you know what cracks me up it's
1: like you guys this is your job like you go and you're actually working and this shit happens yeah. like this drama this these romances yeah. these f- people get fired like and I know there's an allusion to the fact that someone actually gets fired this season this I think i below deck sailing yacht the most recent one is the only season of below deck that no one's gotten fired from
2: yeah
0: i noticed that because i'm actually i actually just before this i was finishing an episode uh well yeah actually i did just finish the second to last episode and i was very surprised that no one got fired
1: i know and also well i mean the only person who probably should have been fired would never be fired because he bloody works on that boat and, like, Gary, 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 Gary. Oh, Oh, I know. Gary Gary.
0: is stirring this season. It's, like, it's so – it's painful, but it's so entertaining. How entertaining is it? You're just watching it and you're, like, what is going on? It's so, like – Run so, ra- like, oh, God, Randy, Randy, Randy.
1: And it's so, it's just such great television. I think that's what the whole franchise is like. Um, as you can yeah. tell, I'm a massive super fan. And I know yeah, as, a nice, journalist, I love it. as a journalist, I should be pretty impartial, but I can't help it. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, it's so good. And that's what I love about Below Deck it's like, it seems to get these fans that are just. Absolutely obsessed. And I think it's because it's so relatable. You know, it's. Everyone, everyone, I feel like everyone that I know at some point in their lives have worked in a service job. And that doesn't have to mean like being a waitress. It's like if you have any job where you're dealing with clients and you can just sit there and you're like, yep, I've dealt with something like that. I've dealt with something like that. Plus you get to see all of the scenery, how a boat works. There's hot people, there's sex, there's drama. Like it's just, there's something for everyone. And I like, even I'm obsessed with it.
1: You know, there is one thing that I want to know, and if you can't tell me, don't, but I am so curious the way that this the um the deck crew talk about the guests and then it's aired, yeah. does that yeah. ever have backlash with the guests? Do they ever like surely?
0: Um, I don't actually know to be honest, and I wonder the same thing. I always wonder the same thing because you see these guests come on, and I think the thing is that they get they all they're all fans of the show. That's obviously why they want to come on it. They often want their 15 minutes of fame. They have to go through casting as well. And it seems all really fun and exciting, but then they get there and I think it kind of hits them that they're going to be in front of all these cameras and, and they start to get nervous, and all of the guests by the time they arrive on the boat, they're they're kind of half cut already. And then I like immediately plan on getting them as drunk as possible because <laughs> of the more drunk they get, the earlier they're gonna to go to bed. Um, and so everyone just ends up getting wasted, making an absolute fool of themselves. And I just always think to myself, like, wow, you guys, all you had to do was be on your best behavior for 48 hours and you couldn't do it. And He's I, only and like, 48 hours. I know. I, I'm the like, theme. they say three days, but it's lunchtime to, like, lunchtime 48 hours. And I'm like, you guys have literally just paid to come on and ruin your reputations. <laughs> and I picture them sitting at home in their lounges just cringing. And so, yeah, I I wonder about that too. And I've actually luckily never had because sometimes I say mean things about the guests, and luckily I've never had a guest message me to hit me up because I also wonder why that hasn't happened yeah. either. Oh God, I hope I haven't jinxed you. I'm I know. Imagine, I'm so sorry. If I was a guest, Like watching that, I'd probably be like, "Bitch, talking about me like that in the pantry."
1: Because it's not just you guys; it's like every single season, every single iteration, everybody does it. Yeah. Like there's the bad yeah. mouthing of the guests, and I've always wondered yeah. that.
0: And you, it's what well, it's just what everyone does, and and any form of work, it's like you get off the phone with a client, and you're like, "What a fucking wanker," you know. But it just so happens that we've got cameras there. Everyone <laughs> does it.
1: It's so true. It's so it's so true. It's human nature, mate. We can't stop yeah. human nature.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, talking about, so you started on Below Mech, Below Mech, Below Mech Med? Below, yeah, Below deck. Mech, you, Mech. Mech. you started on Below Deck Med, which, yes. with, with Hannah, which was, you know, that's, that was a whole beast in itself, Below Deck Med and still yeah. is. Sandy was your captain, wasn't she? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you then go to Below Deck Down Under and you become Chief Stew. How did that, what was that experience? so wonderful so so well-deserved but how on earth (laughs) do those experiences differ for you
0: well I found it was like I found the med was I guess like more fun for me because I had way less responsibility so being sick and stew it was like it was so fun because I just did what I was told. I did my job. I did it really well. But at the end of the day, everything wasn't on me. You know, like I wasn't setting the brakes. I wasn't organizing everything. And so then transitioning into being Chief Sue, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I've actually got so (laughs) far. much to do and it's so intense but it's so much more fulfilling when you get to the end of end of a season and you're the one that's gotten you all there like you have this real sense of achievement so they've both got their pros and cons um but it's definitely you can't enjoy yourself quite as much when you're the chief student I get it I totally get whenever you're the boss you can't enjoy yourself as much yeah no. when
1: you want to And you still do.
0: I really want to, but I just,
1: yeah. And speaking of like you being Chief Stew, you've got a whole new crew this season, which I just thought was wild. What's it like navigating? This is the thing that I always can't understand. You literally get on a boat within 24 hours, you have guests and you have to work together as a team. Like
0: how does that That, work? Not very well a lot (laughs) of the time. It's so, so hard, honestly, because I think that's what, that's, I think it's one thing to watch it at home, but until you're in it, you just don't understand how... Difficult it is to start a season like that. Like, because it's not it's not only that I don't know the crew, I don't know the boat. It's the first time that I've gotten on the boat. And so I don't have like these beautiful inventories and systems. And I'm like, what's in this cupboard? Where do we keep the plates? Where where are the decorations? What decorations do we have? Where should I put the Coke? What's the best place to store these things? So you're trying to figure all that out while you've just met your team. Like I only see their CVs the day I walk on. And so i'm having to be like who should be my second stew who would be better for service and i don't know their personalities well enough to know exactly how to manage them so you're coming in and everything is just you have to figure everything out instantly
1: is that what happens on a boat on a regular charter? Like if you go into oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, I was going to say. You've got
0: months. It's like usually you've got a, a an ongoing crew, like a regular workplace. We're like, you might have some people come and go, but you're like this full-time ongoing crew year round. Um, And so. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Your beautiful you. curl just fall on your head there. Yeah. <laughs> it's my sneeze curl. <laughs> um to keep me looking good when I sneeze <laughs> yeah, it looks gorgeous so yeah so usually you 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 all would have been on the boat for a while and so like you know say if you did have someone new come on at least like a month before the season starts you would do like mock services and stuff and you would be teaching the girls how you want things done you'd practice cocktails you like they obviously already know where the boat everything is on the boat everything's just way more familiar and so and also like even just little things which people don't think about, but even just having systems in place and as I say, inventories, like being able to be like, we've got all of this on the boat, um, I'm pulling from here, deduct it from here. You just don't have time for any of that. It's just survival mode.
1: In saying that then, this is really all created for the show. Like it's it's Yeah. It- oh I'm so sad now
0: (laughs) yeah so it's obviously like like our like we're doing the job we're doing real yachting yeah they've obviously you know it is a reality show so they have engineered it a little bit to be I mean yachting already is so stressful and they've kind of created it so that it's even more stressful um and because you know again in a in a regular yachting season you'd probably usually people book trips that are at least a week long at a time whereas we're doing trips that are 2 days 3 days um and so and they, and you know that's also intentional because we're they're wanting to get new new people and they have new routines new start new wake up times new preferences i have to swap all the fridges out do a whole new a whole new set of ordering Like, there's just so much more work with how it is run.
1: No wonder there are so many meltdowns. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And that's why it annoys me when people say, um, when people are like, oh, it's all put on. These guys are actors. It's like none of it is fake. Like, they don't need to make anything up because we're just going to explode on our own. makes me so angry like I I was reading this article in New Zealand the other day and there was all these comments being like I hate it when influencers go and like pretend they're working on a yacht or they're all actors and I'm like oh my god you guys don't even understand how hard this is it's real
1: and man on top of that you've got all the cameras in your face
0: well, yeah, exactly. So then, when you're like pacing and you're about to have a meltdown and you're trying to figure out a pro- like, I like when you're standing there and you're trying to think of a solution to a problem and you've just got this guy there like,
2: <laughs> do do, do,
0: do, do. So be like, you can't, you can't. You can blame Eddie for that. Swear, from below like, deck. I swear, the more my mind goes blank, it's like the closer the camera comes. And I'm like, oh, give it together, Aisha. <laughs>
1: oh it's my god this so is so intense. funny but it's so true I mean like the cameras are everywhere they're in the bunks like this is the thing that I also don't understand is like people who and I know you're in a beautiful loving relationship we saw your gorgeous boyfriend um especially yeah. on I'm a celeb oh you guys oh are my god. God. wasn't yeah, that the yeah. cutest um yeah. I love the thing at the end when they were when they got to do the, oh, when he, the yeah. goggles on
0: and he's like, <laughs> like you are the most like, athletically talented person I've ever met in my life. Like, fucking get it together. Yes. <laughs> you know? Stop oh, electrocuting it. me.
1: <laughs> it was so funny. But, I mean, you are in a gr- gorgeous relationship. But then I can't understand your crew members who have sex on the boat and it's all filmed.
0: Oh, I know. Well, it has happened to me. I had sex with Jack. Oh, of course. oh my God, British the- Jack. Yes.
1: Oh, my God. I forgot about that.
0: They did a good job of turning it into, like, this beautiful love story almost. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not just going to sleep with you. Like, caught me, you know. And so he took me on dates and, like, and it was this really long build up. And then at the end, they almost turned out, like, it was almost like we finally made love and they turned it into, like, they put this beautiful EDM music and it was, like, this quite romantic scene. So I feel like I got a really – I, like, hit the – like, if you're going to take that step and have sex on camera, like, I feel like I got the good end of the stick. Whereas, um, yeah, like, this season and, as you've seen in Sailing – so many people are fucking, and sometimes it's just so graphic and so vocal. Oh, my
1: God, Gary. And
0: I know, I'm like, oh, wow. I
1: completely forgot that even happened. Yeah,
0: it wasn't, like, gnarly.
1: As a cast member, do you go, God, I wish I hadn't didn't do that on camera?
0: Nah, not at all. I've always been, like, I've always been a bit of a rank, bitch. I've always <laughs> been, like, you know, I've. I'm just an open book. I always have been like, what you see is what you get. So it is what it is. Everyone is so horny. It's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, but if you think about it, I mean, I,
1: my mom's going to be listening to this and I can't believe I'm saying this, but every job that I ever had in like service, like I always essentially screwed the crew. Like you can't help it. You can't help it. If you're, nah. like, really bubbly and vivacious and, you know, and you, you, you're spending so much time with each other, as if you wouldn't form like, relationships, I it know. makes sense.
0: Well, and you're usually all, like, pretty decently looking too because that's, you know, that's often why you get hired <laughs> in yachting. and yachting. So you've got, and like, everyone's so active. Like, we're walking for at least 16 hours a day that usually people have, like, a rock and bod. And we're in this bubble. So everyone's just like hot and fit and ready to get jiggy with it. But that—that's what I was going to say about this season. Sorry, was I actually loved this season? That I was in a really beautiful stable relationship because it was so much fun getting to just sit back with my popcorn and watch everyone go at it. You know, because I could kind of get all the tea and get all the juice and see all these things like. Like really beautiful, and then go up in flames. And I wasn't emotionally involved in any of it. I just got to like sit back and enjoy it.
1: Drama's great when it's not your drama, right?
0: Totally. <laughs> Loved it. Is there so Captain
1: Jason, speaking of Captain you know, speaking of Captain Cutie, not speaking of, we weren't even speaking of I him, mean, but let me let me segue into Captain Cutie. Oh
0: yeah. Easy.
1: Like what a legend. Also, mm. what a fun, He they, those trailers with him, like Roggin' the Speedos and all that kind of stuff. Like, what is he like as a boss? He must be a legend. Oh,
0: he's the best boss ever. <laughs> and actually, I don't even like his with boss but he's my friend. Aww. Um, but he's just so cool to work with. Kind of like my little brother. Um, and I say little because he's just like this little shit and he's so AD and he just runs around the boat and he's just, he's so wise and kind and because he can't sit still, all he wants to do is help. Like, he's not about the hierarchy at all. He's constantly there. Like, can I do your dishes? Can I empty your bins? Can I help you put up decorations? Where can I do? What, like, what can I do? Where can I go that will help you the most? And it's just so incredible working with someone like that.
1: What a legend. Also, how did you get into yachting?
0: I was working. um, I went to uni and I was doing a science degree and I wanted to go back to my hometown and do something with the earth sciences. Um, But my hometown is one of those places where people come to retire and just never leave. Like they come to their families. So I couldn't find a job and I was managing a retail store which was like the boringest fucking thing ever and my sister was also she was working in a pharmacy she also thought it was super boring so she called me one day and told me about yachting And I was like, oh my God, that sounds incredible. And she's like, should we do it? I was like, fuck yes. So we hung up that day. We handed in our two-week notices. Um, And then straight after that, we did our two-week yacht course. And then as soon as that finished, we flew to France and started walking the docks. So it was just, we're very impulsive. So within like weeks of that call, we were walking the docks in France and it's been the best thing either of us have ever done with our lives. It's been life changing for you. Life changing. Yeah, life yeah. changing. Actually, yeah. this
1: is something that I would love to know. So at the end of every below deck season, you have highs and lows of the season. I would love yeah. to know your highs and lows of being on below deck.
0: Oh my highs and lows. I think my high my high is I think it's just actually being completing two seasons as chief stew and having them gone successfully is really like that means so much to me and also the relationships that i've formed not just with the cast but with production because i've done a lot of the production team has been the same for me all four seasons so some of them are like my family now like i've got some really beautiful oh friendships God. out of this whole experience um And I would say my low is, I think, honestly, just as a whole, how fucking exhausting it is. Mm. It is so, like, it's soul-destroying. It's just the hardest thing I've ever done with my life. Um, And it's so worth it at the end. And obviously, there's good things along the way, but it really is so difficult. And sometimes in the season, like, you know, I think once each season I end up just having, just like, you know, going off and just bursting into tears in my cabin or something. Cause I'm like, it's just so tiring. (laughs) You know, but you suck it up and you keep going. You suck it up and you keep going. And, you know, and Kiwis and Aussies, we're very good at sucking it up and just keeping on going. Um, But yeah, sometimes you're just like, wow, this is like a lot, a lot, a lot.
1: Is there anything that exciting, especially that we should watch out for for Below Deck Season 2 of Down Under?
0: I just honestly think um, the crossover. I think everyone will find that really interesting. And I don't want to say when it will happen, uh, but it's not straight away. And it's just, I think it's going to be one of those ones where the Reddit forums will be going off. When we say crossover, are you saying... For someone from another series, or like someone from another version of the franchise, yeah. Oh no, not God. as in one of the other below. The I know what you mean. I know yeah, what you meant. Yeah, yeah. I just see it yeah, going. So Who? Yeah, <gasps> I know who's
1: it gonna be. Oh my God, I hope it's not Gary because I've just been bad mouthing him. But also, Gary, I come know. on, Matt. I haven't, but like, come on, boy. boy
2: I
0: know. Come on.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. I'm Owen. <gasps>
0: I'm not, you can't guess because I can't say yes or no.
1: <laughs> if it's Colin, I will be.
0: i met Colin a couple of times. He's so lovely. Oh,
1: my God, he looks like he'd be amazing. Mate, I could talk about yeah. this with you for like ever and ever. I know, there's day. so much to cover, <laughs> What is one piece of advice that you'd have for your younger self before getting into yachting?
0: Oh, a piece of advice. Um, do you know what? I actually just don't think I would advise her anything because I've been so happy with how I've lived my life, you know. I don't have any regrets. I've always just done what I thought was right at the time. I followed my gut. Um, You know, I mean, I think I'm probably the only thing I would say would be know your worth with relationships because Scott's probably the first person that I've done that with. But at the same time, I think you don't learn that unless you go through relationships we where you are treated like shit you know so Mm -hmm. even those I would probably be like nah go ahead and do it because you'll learn from it so yeah yeah I love that answer that is such
1: a good answer because it's it's not very common that people would say that so I love love (laughs) love that so I heard you're attending splendor in the grass how
0: much fun is that gonna be um, Yes, so I'm so excited, so I'm going with Smirnoff, so I'm going to be at the Smirnoff Seltzer Springs, that's a bit of a tongue twister, and I just can't wait, because I've never been to Splendour in the Grass, growing up in New Zealand, I mean, I know it hasn't been around since I was a little girl, but it's definitely been one of those festivals that has been on my to-do list, it always sounds so epic, and Byron, I've always wanted to go to Byron You've never too, been to Byron? No, I'm so, so <laughs> pumped about that. It's going to be so sick.
1: Oh, babe, you're going to have the best time.
0: Oh, I know. Well, I'm so pumped as well because I've been desperate for years to see the year, year, years. <laughs> and when I saw that they were one of the headliners, I was like, oh, you've got to be joking. I bet you
1: everybody's just going to gravitate towards you because of your party. You're so – you've got that m- – such a not not party is not the right word. It's like that bubbly, vivacious, like I want to party <laughs> yeah, with you. Energetic. Like, energetic. Yeah. Well place. I hope
0: so because I I didn't manage to get any plus ones because it's um it's as you know no one could get time off work and I couldn't people were come people it was too expensive to fly from New Zealand. So I'm like, well I'll just go and I'll just make people hang out with me. You
1: will have the best time. Splendor in the grass is amazing. Byron Bay is amazing. You're amazing. Thank you, my darling.
0: Oh, thank you for talking to me. You're amazing too. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the Entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast.